Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we are talking about spoon bending. Yeah, yeah, spoon bending. I was going to say we are spoon bending, but that's not true. We have no spoons here in front of us. We don't have any here, and this is a Ross story, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I was going to go. Oh, yeah. We were excited about a spoon bending workshop at the Conscious Life Expo. Yes, our favorite place, a place we never spiritually leave. We are always at the Conscious Life Expo. We've never left it. But as we were wandering around, of course, there's booths everywhere. But one very well-placed booth was kind of right near where all the big lecture halls were. And they had some signs talking about LightNet that was, mm. I don't know, well, what's LightNet? And one of the... TM thing- or no TM? There is a TM. Mm. So it is I a could, trademark. I could sense that. Yeah, LightNet, one word with a capital N, you know, camel case. Okay, and is Light L-I-T-E or L-I-G-H-T? Good question. Thank L-I-G-H-T. you. L-I-G-H-T. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can't assume these things. No, not in this crowd. No, you cannot. Yeah, it has a little icon that looks like a, a little hourglass that's being intersected by a circle. Okay. Form, forming a little X in the middle. So we both saw a poster on the table that said, Bend Your Reality. And it had a picture of a spoon that was very tightly twisted around so that it formed a little like curly cue at the end. And we were stoked. We saw the sign and we were both like, how did we miss this? Because it wasn't in the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, spoon bending party. What? That's what it said. There was going to be a spoon bending party on the final day, late at night, Sunday at 8.15 p.m. So late. At the Newport A room. Okay. One of the small kind of side rooms, not really set up for lectures or anything. But yeah, they'd kind of... I don't know, rented the space where they were going to have a spoon bending party. And right there in front of the poster were some example spoons, three spoons that were bent and one fork. And yeah, both of us are like... <laughs> oh, so you can bend a fork. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is impossible, Carrie. Huh. So <laughs> we thought, yeah, let's go to the spoon bending party. But then you found... Well, first of all, I want to say why we were so excited to go to spoon bending. Yeah. Just in case anybody's like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Why so, do you want to mutilate cutlery? Right. So there is a thing people do where they bend spoons, uh-huh. supposedly with their minds, Yes. i.e. not necessarily even touching it, but sometimes holding it lightly or something, mm-hmm. and then use their mental powers to bend the spoon. This is like a very old idea, too. I, I, it's got to go back. Well. Half a century now. Well. Well, here we go. Uh, well, apparently, uh, having read LightNet's literature and heard them talk about it, they say that Uri Geller invented spoon bending. Whoa. When he was a child. Or Wild if true. Some such, yeah. Huh, okay. I, I didn't do a deep dive to figure out like, oh, is that true? Does it go back before him? But okay. he certainly popularized it. He's okay. this Israeli magician, though he does not use the term magician for himself. He calls himself a mystifier. We've certainly talked about him on the podcast mm-hmm. before, especially in our James Randi tribute yeah, episode. Yeah, enemy of my man Randi. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the enemy of my friend is, well... Still could be my enemy. Yeah, it's Uri Geller. So (laughs) the trick can also be done via trickery. 
Yes. Maybe it can be done with the mind, but in other ways with the hand. Well, the mind controlling the hand. I'm yes. Sure Touche. Ma- the mind's always involved. <laughs> Many people will write it. You know, actually, the, the most potent sexual organ is the brain. Something. <laughs> Hi. Uh, as a sapiosexual, <laughs> just want to let you know. Yes, you're right. The mind is involved. But we... Can't know for certain Mm -hmm. that anybody's doing the magic trick or making a real mental attempt. So whenever I see this, I'm like, ooh, what's this going to be? Are you going to try to do a little bait and switch where you bend it with your hand and you make it look like you're bending it with your mind? Or are are you really going to stand around with 30 people and try the dickens (laughs) to get spoons to bed? Please B. Please option B. It sounds so fun. Yeah, exactly. And immediately my brain is racing with these two equally amazing options. Either one, oh, I'm g- I won't be. I'm going to have to be really closely looking for some clever magic trick yeah. or misdirection or, of course, the real thing. That would be great. Yeah. Let's allow option C here. Sure. Uh, but like you say, B is the one where we're awkwardly bending spoons with our hands in a large group and I want to be there for it. Mm-hmm. Option B for me is, no, we all aren't bending them at all, but we're begging the spoons to bend and shouting at them Oh, I like that B. Okay, so I guess then the second one I said was D. Okay. <laughs> but I'm a- okay, E is you ordered Chipotle. I would love, <laughs> I think, unlikely outcome of all of us kind of yelling at spoons to bend and nothing happening. That would be- Yeah, that's yeah. what I was picturing. Okay. I didn't picture that because why would they throw these parties? <laughs> They're like, I, I guess that's is... what I picture the true believer doing. Okay. Okay. The well-intentioned true believer who uh, really wants it to move just with the power of their mind. Yeah. Okay. And here's why I think this. Okay. That's what my stepbrother did. Oh. Yeah. I went to Italy with my mom, stepdad, but who was her boyfriend at the time, and then his adult kids, and my dear stepbrother, Alan, who's great. I had never met him before. And one night he just like announced that he mends spoons and he was like, I'll show you. And it was so obviously sincere. Wow. And and he put it on the table between me and his sister and he was like, just really like say to it, like bend, bend. And we were begging. We we're like screaming out all three of us, bend, 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 bend. Nothing. <laughs> there will be bends shouted this evening. Uh, okay. And I think that all came from Uri Geller too, because ah. there's so many videos of him saying, and you just say to it, bend, bend, bend. Let me get you involved doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get you that, invested. That is part of the flex. Well, also speaking of how the bent spoon has become part of culture, yeah. another touchdown that people think of is the movie The Matrix. Your favorite. Oh, I love The Matrix. Where Keanu Reeves as Neo, Neo. is going to see the Oracle. Yeah, I, I thought only, we were finishing I, No, we together. finished what I was interested in about The Matrix. <laughs> okay. And uh, in the waiting room, I think it is, there's this little kid with a shaved head who is bending a spoon. And so Neo's yeah. very interested in this. So the kid tells him something like, well, the important thing is to realize that the spoon is not bending but rather you're supposed to realize there is no spoon. And so Neo takes the spoon and he kind of stares at it and then we all see it bend because he realizes there is no spoon. Ah. And then he gets called in by the Oracle. Okay. So that's another- Is that what's going to happen That's another thing people will- say when they see you with a spoon or hear about spoon bending, they'll be like, there is no spoon. Oh, I don't think anyone's done that to me. Or if they did, I was just like, okay, weirdo, there's a spoon. You're holding it. Happened to me just this past week. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to go too, but I was going to go up to the place where it was happening. Mm -hmm. And I thought just real quick, (laughs) 
I'm going to stop by this other thing and just make sure it's not somehow. Carrie's like, I'll probably be there soon. I'm just going to check on. And I don't want to say what it was. Okay. Okay. Someone we've mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah. Was going to be here. He's gone through some stuff (laughs) since the last time we saw him and did a podcast about him. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if this other thing is as good as spoon mending, I'm going to be tempted. But how could it possibly be? How could it possibly be? That's an impossible order, Carrie. Impossible. And I walked through a door that may as well have been a portal in time into another dimension into which I was stuck and I knew right away I am not (laughs) getting to the spoon bending party. I cannot leave. I will not leave. And so I I will not reveal details, but I just want the listener to decide which of us ended up going to the weirdest thing at the very end of the Conscious Life Expo. So, So this entire episode, just be logging in your mind like, okay, this is striking this level of weird for me. And then do a little bit of comparison for Carrie's story. Now, I don't fully know your story. You gave me pieces of it, but we have this weird friendship now where we'll tease things <laughs> that we, we've experienced. Being like, totally. So I'll just say that this happened, yeah. but you know, I'll save the rest of it for All later. I'm going to tell you is that I shat a ghost. <laughs> That's it. I'm not explaining it. Now, I feel really weird asking this follow-up question, but did you? Was that part of I it? I did not shit okay. a ghost. Because <laughs> I would almost believe it. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk a little bit more about spoon bending in general, but now at least you kind of understand what the cultural milieu is mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to spoon bending. And also this light net booth promised other interesting things. Like on their big stand-up sign, it says, are you one of the 100 and I'm like, well, am I? Whoa. That's... Do they only expect 100 people to come? Well, this wasn't even for the spoon bending workshop. It hmm. said this is going to be four days of contact with Altair, the ultimate ET contact experience. My goodness. A lot of these people are talking to aliens. Yes. So definitely alien contact is part of this. And by the way, I'll mention that on that poster, I don't know what they're trying to insinuate here, but they have this picture of a blonde woman And she's bifurcated. She's cut in half, Mm -hmm. and half of her has been turned blue and has straight hair. And the other half of her is in full color and has curly hair and very bright red lipstick. But turns out she'll be the woman who's leading my Uh, workshop. Okay, okay. Uh, But so far, I just see this picture. I'm like, well, she's supposed to be an alien. Is she half alien? Or she's channeling an alien. Yeah, what's going on here? What what are you trying to say? And am I one of the hundred? I don't know. Yeah, I need more information to answer the question. And looking on their website, lightnet.org, they're into a Yeah, I will. They're into a lot of stuff. Yeah. They have a little intro video. And of course... Alan Steinfeld, who we always talk Uh, about doing intros. He's just the man about town. I don't know how he does all this stuff. He's He's everywhere. Yeah, he's like the influencer of New Age. Yeah, it's just amazing how much of my browser activity leads me to things with Alan Steinfeld. Yeah, he's set himself up as this host in this world, and it's working quite well. We need to talk to you sometime, Alan. Yeah, but with him. Because he doesn't make any particular claims himself, I don't think. I don't know. Like, Seems but he, like he just curates. And, well, he's like into everything. And it seemed like yeah. he was involved in this group. Yeah. And their big deal with Lightnet is doing this kind of, I'm going to add a big quote. Okay. Citizen, citizen science, unquote. Okay. That they're really into. Like, let's uh-huh. popularize the scientific method and get okay. multiple people to conduct these experiments. Yeah, like cool. th- that sounds great on the surface. Surface, I love 
citizens. I love science. These are good things. People should be into science, learning the methods of science. That's what great. What is a double blind study? <laughs> yeah, you might want to ask them that first. But the first way I heard about this was through uh, Alex Securis, who has this really obnoxious podcast called Skeptico. Oh, have, I've heard of that. I've heard yeah. of it back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. And I remember just as I was first getting into science and skepticism, I would listen to his show just as sort of a barometer and kind of a countermeasure because mm. he would say so many things that were just like, I don't know, obnoxiously wrong. Like, okay, oh. you're misconstruing that, you're misrepresenting that, you're taking that out of context, but you're doing it in such a difficult way to unpack. And it's mm. really hard to take the thing that you just said and deconstruct it. So Uh, this is good exercise. So I would listen to it and try to like think in my mind, how would I respond to this? But he would just be maddening in interviews and bait people. And anyways, I won't get into that, but he would always talk about citizen science and like he tried to replicate the dogs that know. Oh, the uh, Sheldrake stuff. Yeah. The Rupert Sheldrake. Right. So he would want to replicate this, but then he'd keep restarting the study because they wouldn't get the results they were expecting. <laughs> oh, just no. like, on the very basis of it, he doesn't understand that science is not wish fulfillment yeah. and confirmation of what you want to be true oh, or you yeah. already know is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, Aww. that's my very brief summary of that. But that was my first encounter with citizen science, big quote, unquote. Got it. So these people are definitely into that. And on their website, they're talking about Oh, goodness. Remote viewing, lucid dreaming, telepathy, alpha theta brainwave, channeling, ham radios? How is it? It's like, what does not belong in this category? Ham radio? What does that mean? I might be the most interested in that. Our friend Tom is really into ham radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, Essen Price? Yeah. Ah. I want to hear what they have to say about it and then see what he has to say about what they have to say about that. Light language? Drawing, I'm for drawing. Okay, great. Crop circles. Okay. Astrology, quantum leaping. Whoa. Here we go. Jedi energy practice. Whoa. Energy blocks, hidden superpowers, and inner self transmutation. Damn. They've got quite a beat here. Yeah. So, gosh, imagine the person who just comes in to take the drawing class. It gets drawn into all this. Is this the learning annex or <laughs> the drawing class? Yeah, I we're gonna want to draw a vase. Okay, but we're gonna draw a vase that's ten thousand miles away. <laughs> oh, you, you don't have draw one it accurately. <laughs> so they also have like this lab section on their website where they have the making ET NHI contact. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was Mm. like, okay, I know ET, extraterrestrial. Usually, yeah. What's NHI? National Holistic Institute. Oh, good guess. Non-human intelligence. Oh, okay. And so on that page, like they promise that they have a 96% contact rate. Verified in what way? (laughs) Yes, that is the the question. The person in the room says, yes, I did? Yes, I made contact with non-human intelligence. Okay, okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I would assume that is the standard. And then they also have spoon bending labs where you can come and experience the joy of mind over matter. Okay. And they even have monthly spoon bending parties online. I saw that on the site as you were talking. You could do this, Carrie. It would be a mere $8.88 per month. Per month? Yeah, like you get a subscription. Or oh, I, yes, yes. Oh, I see. Join the family, it says. And they have in-person spoon bending parties in Sedona for like $30 or $44. Those are the two prices I saw. Anyway, so yeah, super intrigued. What is this spoon bending party going to be like? Why is it called a party? 
Are there hors d'oeuvres? Yeah, I'm looking at these pictures of women looking very happy with their bent spoons. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, if you did that, yeah. you did it with your hand. Mm-hmm. If you did that, you did it with your hand. Mm-hmm. Why are you this happy about it? Yeah. Um, these are the questions I want to know the answers to. We both like Dr. Katz. Yeah. And I haven't watched Dr. Katz in forever, but I always remember that his son on the show gets into spoon bending and oh, then tells- ben? Really? Yeah. And then tells <gasps> his dad, I've gotten really good at it, but you have to microwave them first. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got to find that episode because that's hilarious. Yeah. Ben, what are you doing? I figured I'd start with the plastic utensils first, a little easier on my mind. Wait a second, you bent all these spoons with your mind? Well, pretty much. You know, I, I found that if I preheat them first, it makes the job a whole lot easier. <laughs> oh. Oh, I love it. Dr. That's a great Katz show. is so good. Oh, while we're on a detour, yeah. it's my cat Golly's birthday. Happy birthday. Since we're talking about Ella all over the last episode, I just had to say it. We're recording this on Golly's fifth birthday. She's the best cat. Aww. She's so fun. She's, she's in the other room. Super friendly. Yeah. She's in the other room because right now she would be sitting on my keyboard. <laughs> she really, really likes Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. Like a lot. I mean, the feeling's mutual, but when we're trying Aww. to record. But yeah, she wants to get right up on that mic. I can see how Dr. Cats would have led to that segue. <laughs> Touche. Okay, so 8.15 p.m. rolled around, and I went to a spoon bending party. Okay. And I've been excited to tell you about it. I think maybe I showed you a video. Yes. Well, so what I do remember is like people screaming, just like a total bedlam video. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're headed. Okay, great. Can't oh. wait. So there were already quite a few people in there, and it was kind of a narrow, long room. So yeah, not like a full lecture size room. And out front, there was a suggested donation, like a little wicker basket, I think. And it said $22. Okay. R- random. A alms box. I had $22. So I think there were about 25 people already sort of in a circle on the far end of the room. And people were also loitering in the front half of the room. So we all sort of started making our way to the back and forming a big circle around this table with a red tablecloth that was just covered in spoons. So clearly, this is where we need to be. There are hundreds of spoons here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, actually, this is the kitchen. Get out of here. I didn't get an exact count, but I'd say there were about 40 people total because there was standing room as well. Okay. I was sitting on the floor in front of the people on the chairs. 40 people at 22 bucks a pop. Okay. Yeah. You know, suggested donations. Sure. So they weren't turning anybody away. Sure. Overall, I'd say it was a pretty young room. There were even kids there. Hmm. There were people in their early 20s, clearly. People, I would say maybe the median age was like low 30s. Uh, oh, yeah. There were older people as well, myself. Yeah, you old fuck. Yeah, I'm bringing up the average. <laughs> the one thing I noticed was, we haven't talked about this yet, but there was a, a guy that I'd gotten in an argument with earlier in the day, like just an open argument on the show floor. Oh, wow. So I just kind of had it, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone trying to sell you something? Yeah, well, he oh, okay. he was from Liberty Foundation Group. Oh, and- oh, I told you you should go talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. actually, yes. You told me I should go engage with them, and I did. So, oh, good. I didn't have to. I looked at that shit, and I was like, oh, God. Uh, Ross, you should talk to this guy. <laughs> I gotta go. He had kind of slicked back, thinning hair, and he's the author of Government, the Biggest Scam in History. Which is like a $300 book or something. I don't remember how much it was, but it was, yeah, it looked like it was Pricey. self-printed and kind yeah. of spiral-bound together. I just remember them quoting a price to me that I was like, well, no, I'm not even, no. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I would guess it was like 60 because I was debating buying it for a oh, okay. And if it was 300 I would not have even debated okay. that. But instead, I debated huh. with him while holding the book. 
because I don't know. I was just in this mood where I felt like, well, you're not a speaker, and you've got this whole thing about how the whole idea was, well, anarchy that you know government needs to go away. It's a uh-huh. scam. It's always been a plan just to keep people in subservience. So we need to get rid of government. So I was just saying, it doesn't sound like you've really thought this out. Like <laughs> we count on government for so many things and you're talking about all of these little edge cases of things that could be better but getting rid of government overall doesn't do that Uh you uh lose this you lose that you Uh lose this you lose that what are you going to do about this oh well we'll all have collective communities and smaller groups will agree on the kind of services we provide Uh, right yeah that's great who fixes the interstate highway you know like (laughs) right (laughs) anyway so i just felt like not playing along Uh, sure no i get that now he's sitting across from me at the spoon bending workshop and his girlfriend who was involved and you know we kept it civil but it, it got strained okay gotcha i think i also dumped you on that guy when <laughs> you had just come out of a pretty aggressive anti-vax talk oh, also the, the dell big tree yeah, one yeah yeah <laughs> okay anyway we'll get there Conscious on another Life episode Expo. good fun <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very fun assortment of people in this room people that look very much like you would expect at conscious life expo flowing robes lots of ohm symbols yeah, there's some robes. There's some like rose-colored glasses. There are oh wow, literal rose-colored glasses. Literal, okay. and I started singing the song, and they didn't know what I was talking about. I so. don't know what you're talking about. That's why I'm looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Oh yeah, I don't know it. Really popular I just in know the twenties. Phrase. Okay. Well, well, huh. uh, someone who was very interestingly dressed as well was the leader of this activity. The aforementioned blonde, curly-haired woman, Zenka Caro. Okay. Interesting name. Zenka Caro. Zenka. Z-E-N-K-A-C-A-R-O. Correct. Okay. Cool name. Here she is, Carrie. Ah, uh, yes. I remember seeing this photo. Okay. So- mm-hmm. She looks like Shabon Thompson. Who's that? That's someone who's friends with people I'm friends with. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, that'll be a great reference for this podcast. (laughs) She's like mildly famous. Someone's going to listen and know who Shimon Thompson is. Yeah. Yeah. Friends with many people who are friends with Carrie, who's the co-host of a podcast that you listen to. (laughs) It's teasing you. So uh, according to her LinkedIn, she is the founder of LightNet, a quantum physics playground to research consciousness, miracles, and holistic problem solving. Oh, I love a playground. And you can see that she has given a TEDx talk. Hey, what's up? It's titled, Will Virtual and Augmented Reality Move Us into the Knowledge Age? Oh, wow. And she's going to have like 12 minutes. And turns out okay. the answer is no. Yeah, she got 15 oh. minutes and 18 seconds. No, no, I'm just okay. <laughs> That would be amazing. You know, we I just... give her so much credit. <laughs> we, we always love a... Uh... <laughs> Rhetorical question. Exactly. That's obviously yes. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But it seems like her style, she likes the bright popping like magenta lipstick. Okay. And so uh, cool. that'll be true this evening. She's wearing this fun rainbow colored shirt that's got... Kind of the illusion of stacked blocks. Sort of looks like uh, the Qbert playing space. Yeah, it's cool. Rainbow colored. And some sort of like, I don't know, like molecule shaped or I don't know, maybe it's some sacred geometry thing or something. She's got some pretty uh, exciting earrings going on and some retro glasses. She seems to be into that too, like kind of thick rimmed on the top. Nice. Yeah. And the aforementioned curly blonde hair. And she's very thin and very energetic. She's just a ball of energy. She's 100% there. She's leading this thing. She's one of the 100. It's what she does. And apparently she used to be based out of LA and was a street artist. And as I was starting to watch the TED Talk, I was like, I kind of like the street art. This is cool. Cool. Even, you know, like pro-science street art. And I'm like, Uh all right, okay. But I didn't know any of that. I was just sitting 
right down below her, you know, because I'm in the circle and she's walking around inside this tight circle of people getting this thing going. So she welcomes us all to a spoon bending party. And she said, we call it a party because we're here to have fun and we're going to make a lot of noise. And that is true. Okay. (laughs) Make a lot of noise. Clank, clank. And also we got kids here. That's perfect. They can get involved in this. And so she sort of throws it out to the room. What do you think is needed to bend a spoon? Hands. (laughs) Hands. Is it hands? Is it (laughs) hands? Yeah, I should have said that. But uh, people were offering things like belief in yourself, surrender. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. And she said, yep. Yeah, she was into that. Uh, Surrender. Surrender, yeah. And focus, that was another idea that was shouted out. And all of those were correct and accepted. She's got a very yes and energy to Mm. her. Uh, Anyway, so probably could have said hands. Yeah, yeah, hands. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, bend, bend, okay. bend. Yeah. And then we're going to just let go, surrender, and let it happen. So that That's the full instruction? She'll give more. She'll okay, give more. Okay. But, you know, she said. But that's the basic. Yeah. That's the guts and glue. And let it happen. Yeah. So already okay. I'm, I'm sitting there waiting to know how is this going to happen. This reminds okay. me of our speed reading course, where it turned out the instructions for speed reading are you should read really fast. Oh, there was way more to it than that. Well, remember, we kept talking about how, like, it really was just sort of like, no, really, you can do this. Just do it really fast. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> sure, yeah. That, yeah. That was a big piece of it, for sure. So she asked, well, who's done this before? So a few people in the room raised their hands, including myself. We've led a spoon bending workshop together. Yeah, I mean, wasn't the only part of it. But yeah, but it, if it had been, I would not have lived up to it. It was one of our main selling points for the lecture that we did. Yeah, we also had dowsing rods. This was at a Max Fun Con. But also, it was a how to be psychic. Yeah, that was fun. And then also, I was at TAM 6, the amazing meeting. Richard Wiseman, UK psychologist, and Teller, American magician, <laughs> led a record setting most people involved spoon bending of all time. Mm. So take that, Zenka Caro. You've got to get a much larger room together to beat the almost thousand of us who all had spoons. And Did you then, it with your hands? Yes. But <laughs> Teller gave us, you know, some pro tips on how to do it as oh, a magician. Oh, gotcha. Fun. How to soften it up, essentially, and then bend it with your hands. So yeah, I got to be part of that. Anyway, so she said, well, I think everyone's going to be successful. And usually our success rates are like 86, 89%. Mm. So like, oh, everyone gets their miracle. Almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only like one out of 10 doesn't. Yeah, so only a few of you in this room mm-hmm. are going to fuck it up. Right, but there's enough people here. And she was excited. Like anytime you've got more than 15 people, you kind of hit this lucky number where there's just this group energy that makes it easier for everybody. Okay. And so that's already an idea that's being introduced is like having others who are successful around you will bleed over and help okay. you bend your spoon. Ah, uh, okay. Or help you see it that way anyway. And someone was wearing an elephant on their shirt and she got all excited like, oh, I really love the concept of the elephant in the room. Are you mm. all aware of this? I'm thinking, <laughs> are you aware yeah. of this? <laughs> we are. But she was saying... <laughs> For me, the elephant in the room right now is that, is Ross. Is that scientists are saying that consciousness is more fundamental than, and she really slowed down at the end, kind of like waiting for other people to finish the <laughs> sentence for her. And I was like, sentences, sandwiches, <laughs> matter, physical reality. And so she agreed to that. Yes, consciousness is more fundamental than physical reality, than matter. Oh, wow. And that's the big elephant in the room, because scientists are saying that, (laughs) and no one's acknowledging it. 
We're all thinking it. We thought it the second we sat down. And I'm thinking, who are these scientists? The same ones that talk to Twin Ray? Yeah, I'm thinking you don't know what elephant in the room means, lady. (laughs) But then she riffs on this and she says, the way that the universe works is that you can't have exceptions. A law is a law is a law is a law. Okay. Okay, so we've established that. Huh. I bet she's going to break that rule real fast. Which one? That a law is a law. (laughs) That a law is a law. law. I think she's going to break the no breaking the rules rule real fast. (laughs) Okay. All right. So she's already established that. Consciousness is more fundamental than matter. Scientists are saying it. That's a law now. So it's established. We can't break that. Mm -hmm. History channel. Has anyone heard of the Rice experiments? Oh, hell yeah. I have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I raised my hand. And this time she does call on me. And she's got two bottles, glass bottles of rice in either hand now. Oh, wow. Picked them up off the table. And so she says, you want to tell people about it? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So here's me explaining the Dr. Emoto rice experiments to the assembled room. Do you want to tell people about it? Okay, well, the, the idea is that you have kind of a control rice and uh, at least two containers of rice and you put them in water and then you uh, say good words, kind words to one and you keep the other out of earshot and then you go say mean things to it, yell at it, and then you keep them separated and uh, you see how bacteria forms over time. And uh, the, the one spoken to nicely, presumably, will uh, do much better than the other. Right, right. So, so she agreed. Very kind. She agreed to that explanation. But yeah, it felt kind of like that situation at the uh, baptismal ceremony for the Raelians when that guy came to me and asked me, so what's this all about? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm still in earshot of them. I have to uh, like, yeah. kind of present this in a way they will agree with, but I don't feel dishonest saying. Sure. I think the Emoto rice experiment Wikipedia still has a link to my rice experiment. Fantastic. Because I, I did one. Yeah, you uh, you quoted Michelle Bachman at rice? Yes, uh, a an American politician who was always saying crazy things. I shouted her, her mean sayings at some rice. I think I also shouted I hate you at some of the rice and then I love you at some. It didn't seem to do what it was supposed to do. And it's uh, an experiment that, as you replicated, does not replicate well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can replicate it. The results aren't replicated. Yes, it is. It is. It's uh, number 24 in the Wikipedia entry. All right. Hell yeah. My work matters. So she was telling people how important this is and, and like the implications of this, but the audience got really like kind of fixated on this and wanted to kind of probe this idea in a way that I liked hearing like, oh, good, you're asking some good critical questions because this one guy was saying like, well, what if you say it real nice, though, but it's something mean like, you know, you can say to a baby like, oh, I hate you. Mm. And so everyone kind of nervously laughed at that. And I jokingly (laughs) called Child Protective Services. (laughs) But they talked about that. Okay, well, then is it tone? Is it the actual content? And someone said, what about intention? Oh, intention. That's a third. So I was like, okay, I like this thought Mm -hmm. process. We're thinking about how this might actually work. Of course, we don't have the time within this particular spoon bending workshop to replicate it but i'm just thinking yeah test these things try it really yeah, just yeah. try it honestly if you set it up well it will only work as well as a coin flip or you know, right chains. right yeah you'll see on instagram because i follow the emoto rice hashtag oh, you'll sh- see people replicating the thing but it's only people who have had success with it right. who take the video yep yeah. Yeah. No. And, you know, sometimes you will have success because if you're just doing love and hate, sometimes people yeah. also just write that on a label and put it on the rice, you know. Oh, true. Or the water, you know, that's another way to do this experiment. And, uh, yeah, if it doesn't give you quite what you 
wanted, one reaction that many people might have is just to say, oh, I must have done it wrong. I did it wrong. I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, look, I did it right but this there we time. Go. It worked. Let's share that. Yeah. I've also seen people say, this is rarer, but I've seen people be like, oh, the one I said love to has this wonderful sweet smell now. Mm-hmm. I, and so they're just turning molding into something good now. <laughs> yeah. So Zenka Caro is really running with that. And she says, our body is mostly water, oh, guys. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So when you're saying mean things to mm-hmm. someone, this is what happens on a molecular level. Nope. This isn't what happens. <laughs> and so this other guy chimes in, Isaac, and oh my goodness, I'm going to have to tell you more about him later because he gave another lecture titled, very humbly, Our Universe Solved. Oh, great. He, okay, he, wrote he a, did it. He wrote a book on the theory of everything. And Good for him. Yeah, I was like, okay, how did you reconcile quantum physics and Einsteinian relativity. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. None of those came up in the talk. It was all about... Mm. Oh, you ra- went to his talk. Yeah. Oh, I see. It was all about raising our level of consciousness. Yeah, I think it was the previous day, but yeah, a sharply dressed, very young man, like must be in his early 20s. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, with straight blonde hair. And at the spoon bending workshop, he was wearing a bright red vest and a red pair of pants. Huh. And uh, yeah, just a he real... He sounds fun. He is fun. What's his name? Isaac Mars. Whoa! Spelled how I think? Yep. Okay, I won't get too distracted by him. Yeah, but these are very distracting things. Yeah, for real. But he added, you know, science also tells us that, you know, when we think in our subconscious mind about others' negative things, it affects us negatively. So we're really harming ourselves. Wow, thank you. Yeah, that's very good. And she pointed him Mm. out as, oh, he's very knowledgeable. She kept giving props to various people for their little side projects that she was aware of. Nice. Science Um. does tell us that. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Yeah. (laughs) Again, people were like really into this and contributing and talking about like our use of words and the effects of those words. And, you know, well, this person says that we shouldn't use military phrasing in our business environments. We shouldn't talk about targets Mm. and yeah, Mm -hmm. all interesting, but not about spoon bending. So you could tell she was trying to like kind of get us back on topic. But she's like, why did I bring up rice? I lost the crowd a little bit. Yeah. So she did come back to rice and she said, but the really sad thing in the Emoto experiment was that the word ignore was just as bad as the word hate. Uh, huh. And the whole point of bringing that up, and I guess the whole rice experiment thing to begin with, other than just the power of words in the mind. Was, Do I need to look at all rice or it molds? <laughs> yeah, you better not ignore it. Or Yeah, you gotta go look at your rice, everybody. It'll turn real bad. But she was letting us know, like, we can't be ignoring the signs that the universe is sending us, the messages, uh, yes. the synchronicities. Oh, she had another elephant in the room. <laughs> you can't fit this many elephants in the room. Yeah, it's a small she room. She don't know what that phrase it's means. It's full of people. Someone's going to get crushed. <laughs> so, okay, here's, the, here's another elephant in the room. Okay. We found out that you don't really have to train people to do these things because we held a remote viewing workshop and... People were able to do it right away. And you think that would require intense training. How do is, what things? Like remote viewing. Levi- okay. Levitation was also in the air <laughs> as we were talking because people were <laughs> oh shouting. Oh my God, what? Yeah, people were just in a, a mood, a general. Uh, we can do anything mood? Yeah, like, you know, the power of the mind is so great. They were throwing out yeah. examples, but this was her addressing remote viewing. Oh, okay. And, and saying, you know, people can do it without much training. And I'm thinking, Or maybe 
You can be persuaded of it without much training. Right. Yeah. Maybe the story is more about how easy it is to persuade someone who really wants to see an effect. Yeah. Huh. At the same time. What a free for all. No kidding. Yeah. And there will be a few times later, especially once she gets us all shouting and everything, where she tries to regain the attention of the room and good luck. Oh, man. Takes like four minutes and. All right, well, I'm giving away a little bit here, but you're like, she'll teach us that every time we bend one of our spoons, we should immediately start shouting and like sharing it with everyone and everyone will start clapping and cheering for us. Uh-huh. And so like at one point she was trying to get the audience to listen to her and she had everybody silent. And then one little kid said, I did it, my spoon bit. <laughs> just loses it again. <laughs> this whole time as well, they've got a whole bunch of handouts mm-hmm. in little plastic sleeves so we're passing those around and i'm trying to photograph all of them so they've got various things like the photos like you saw on the website of people smiling next to spoons that are bent right or forks that are bent or maybe a group photo look here's 20 people smiling with their bent spoons some of them are of the rice experiment being replicated Mm -hmm. so you know photos of ugly looking rice that's been sitting around for 20 days that says hate (laughs) 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 the side of the rice (laughs) there's one that has dean radin quoted he's one of their intellectual leaders he's remember that name yeah very much in the same vein as rupert sheldrake one of these people who's kind of found a niche in life where he claims to be a researcher and has some legit credentials but uses it to promote all the psi research. Got uh, it. You know, like, like psychic intelligence Yeah, stuff. I, I think he's one of the main proponents of the whole idea of sensing that someone's looking at you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So his quote on this handout was, magic equals, we haven't yet developed scientifically acceptable theories to explain these effects. Oh, sure. Science is just what's not indistinguishable from... Yeah, it's an yeah, inverse okay. of the Arthur C. Clarke quote, which I love, which is great, and I agree it's true. Then he goes on to say, the new discipline will be the study of the psychophysical nature of reality, that mysterious (laughs) interstitial space shimmering between mind and matter. (laughs) So he kind of ruined it there. He started out good. Sorry, I'm just realizing something. What are you realizing? That when he hears that advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, he hears the opposite thing from me. Like, I'm hearing, that seems like magic, but isn't. Right. He's hearing, yes, it is. That's magic. That's magic. It's that's indistinguishable. How de- that's how we define magic. He even uses an equal sign, or at least this uh, flyer did. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. We would disagree. He took the the wrong lesson from that. Right. Okay. I'll mention one more handout that I really liked and one that I think you will find especially interesting. Okay. There's a diagram that I assume is trying to show us how spoon bending works. There's a person with big glasses who's either saying or thinking bend Mm -hmm. and in a a little like thought bubble. And then- That bubble is kind of connected to another bubble that says energy dump. Right. And (laughs) both of them are contained inside of a larger bubble that just says STU, which feels very close to... The name Stu? STFU. Oh, sure. But I don't don't know what it stands for. I... Yeah, I just think of the name Stu. But then from the energy dump, there's this wavy arrow that works its way down to the molecular level and then points at a diagram of what looks like maybe cells or something. I think that's a hair shaft. 
Like a hair follicle. I'd believe it. We need to ask a hair follicle forensic expert yes. from the creation. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, museum, yeah. The uh, answers of Genesis. Know. She'd totally know. So then it's diagrammed here. Overheat alone, grain boundaries, what? melting occurs. What? Like they're trying to explain like how the psychical energy is converting to affecting the structure of a spoon, presumably. And then there's a diagram pointing to one of the cracks in this zoomed in microscope view. And it says, dislocations act as transducers. And yeah, I really wish I could have gotten an explanation of what this diagram was supposed to be telling us that was so important. I'm looking closer. I no longer think it's a hair follicle. Yeah. What do they think they're telling us? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. But, you know, someone who feels very confident just spouting physics-sounding mumbo-jumbo yeah. had at it. It's kind of a cool drawing, though. I like the guy. Yeah. There was also a diagram, I would assume, showing a chart with no labeled x-axis. So I don't know, like, are, they, <laughs> are these percentages or what? Or what are the numbers know. involved? <laughs> no idea. But they're giving people's responses to how they received their awakening. Okay. So guess what was the most common thing that led to awakening, a factor in someone's life? Breakup? Oh, close. Death. A a traumatic event. Okay. All right. Trauma. Trauma. So that's far and away the leader, followed by illness or injury. Okay. A book slash film. There is no spoon. Mm. Curiosity slash yearning. Okay. A sudden aha moment, consciousness workshop. Oh, Hmm. good chance of having my awakening here. Meditation, a visitation, vision or dream, childhood experience, psychedelics, guru, Reiki. It keeps going. Fun diagram. Interesting. Thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, but we don't even know what the length of the lines mean. Nope. Okay. (laughs) No label whatsoever. We're just hoping it's to scale at least. (laughs) Okay, so. Now time to start some actual spoon bending. Let's yeah. talk about how to do this. How do we do this? Right. Should I get a spoon? Uh, sure. Okay. It's your cutlery. I had to really decide which was my least favorite spoon. <laughs> I guess it's this one. Oh. It's okay. It's fine. You're a good spoon. Yeah, I was going to say, if Dr. Emoto's taught us anything, you shouldn't say that in front of your spoon. Yeah, actually, this might be from our spoon bending workshop. Oh, I still actually have some of those left over. Okay, do they look like this? In a bowl at work, no. Okay, it's not that. Hey, babe, is it okay if I bend a spoon? Sure. Thank you. (laughs) Sight unseen, he agrees. (laughs) It's not worth getting up. Oh, constantly throughout her talking, she gets sidetracked and talks about some other amazing physics-defying thing that she and her group has done as part of LightNet. So while she's introducing that there are three types of bending, she says, oh, we're also going to make seeds grow in our hands. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Oh, by the way, we also stopped time once. What? And I tried like uh, for six months and I'd almost given up. But then when we did stop time, I screamed. And I assume it's like taking a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting the hand to stop moving or something. Great. Who knows? (laughs) So, okay. Type one of spoon bending is warm forming. Okay. So spoons are usually made of metal. Mm -hmm. And metal can soften with the application of heat. Ductile. And then you can weaken the neck of the spoon Mm -hmm. with your hand's heat or whatever. Carrie's holding her spoon at the very thinnest part of the spoon right below the head. And thus 
weaken it and make it bend. Is that where we're headed with this? That's exactly where we're heading okay. with that. Okay. But why use the That's phrase? That's not magic. Warm forming. That's just that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's too forthright. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're creating heat. So that you reform the we're, spoon. We're forming warmth. And she said, and that's where you hold the top and the bottom. Okay, doing you, it. Then you do something else other than just talk to it or think at it. But we'll get there. So that's okay. type one. Type two, and this she calls high school. So we've graduated from, mm. I don't see this until later, but there's a handout. We can say how we did. And one level is kindergarten, and that's mm. the warm forming. High school is the next level, which is the spoon buckle. Now, does that mean mm. anything to you? Because it meant nothing to me. The buckle of the spoon. I take that to mean it uh, falls all the way backward and off. Good guess. But they're referring to the actual cup part of the spoon itself, folding it over lengthwise, like toward itself. Mm. So I won't do it because actually I couldn't do it in the room even when I tried. But that would be like folding it here so that this top part comes down over the bottom part of the spoon. Okay, so if you think of the spoon as an open mouth, the mouth closes. That's a very good way to say it. Got it. All right, and then type three is the graduate level. Love that movie. Hands-off bending. Okay, okay, and that's where you (laughs) say bend. You're not touching it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And Zenka Caro, you're the teacher of this class. Presumably, you're adept at doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you in college or whatever? show us the graduate level. All right, so she wants to get us in the mindset of possibility here. And she lets us know, you know, once something is established, everyone can do it. Like for years, Mm, the four minute mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know where this is going. (laughs) But someone did it. And now there's 2000 people who can run the four minute mile. I mean, it is is an interesting thing. Phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, We learn from each other what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fair point. And there are applicable lessons to take from that. Yep. This might not be one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it turns out just humans can run a little faster than we thought with certain mm-hmm. parameters. But she's got examples of that, how like somebody was able to levitate and then others were able to levitate that same mile. Oh, see, this night. example I don't feel as confident about yeah. as the four-minute mile. And yeah, the room gets off on talking about teleportation, putting holes in keys with people's minds. <laughs> Why? This is when I'm thinking, oh, I got to see this. And it very much reminds me of like, the exorcism thing where everyone has really good stories of things that have happened. Yes. But all of the videos. God, you should have been there. And we're exactly the God, you should have been there stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many of those. God, I wish I'd pulled out my phone. Man, I wish I'd been there when somebody burned a hole in a key yeah. with their mind. Well, I wish a single person with a cell phone in their pocket had <laughs> pulled out their phone and taken a video. They're just too amazed. Yep. So then she asked, does anyone know how to use a pendulum? And I raised my hand, but I was behind her, and there was a lady in front of her who was very confident about this, and she immediately popped up, oh, I'll demonstrate for you. So she says, okay, first you take a deep breath, and she's already got a pendulum. There's some laying out on the table that have keys on the bottom. Okay, then you get in sync with the object. Now you settle, you breathe. So she asked the pendulum, may I use you? Show me a yes. Mm, okay, yeah, the dowsers did this. It's like calibrating. What does a yes look like? What does a no mm-hmm. look like? Okay. And fine. making sure it likes you. Sometimes the dowsing rod or whatever doesn't like you. Right, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, that's fine. You yeah, just go use another it. one. So she's starting to get like a subtle reaction as she's holding this pendulum. And she keeps saying, amplify. Ooh. Amplify. 
because okay. she wants to get a more noticeable signal. So, okay, finally, she's got it. Oh, see, it says yes. But then, just to show us this is truly scientific, she asks the pendulum, is my name David? <laughs> and she says, see how it's going the opposite way? Mm. Oh, okay, amazing. It okay, works. Okay, science. Demonstrated. A test performed by you and interpreted by you with your hand. And so she says, we can do this to the spoons and ask them, will you bend for me tonight? Okay, I'm going to ask. Okay. <clears throat> Will you bend for me tonight? Or does it, is it supposed to respond? Well, you don't have a pendulum, but guess what? There's another method that you can use, and that is muscle testing. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so another guy pops up and says, oh, I can demonstrate this. Another thing we've talked about many times on the show, similar little trick you can do. And many different ways to do it. And he gives us a specific one. He's wearing a, a shirt that says LOVE in all caps. Oh, okay. I saw him in one of your pictures. Is my new normal. And then he's got a, mm. a hat that says- Oh, it's a COVID reference. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And then his hat says UNITY. And then he's wearing red glasses. He's one of the rose-colored glasses okay. people. So yeah, it turns out he's started some movement called the Love Project, and he describes it as being like Tinder, but for consciousness projects. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, so- oh, for pro consciousness projects. So like swipe right on the project? I See, I didn't understand the Tinder reference, but yeah, the idea hmm. is that you recruit people to help you do these kinds of tests. Okay. To huh. sh show consciousness. Huh. Okay. Abilities. Okay. Huh. All right. So he's got a spoon and he holds it without a pendulum and he holds it up to his body and he says, body show me yes. And he starts kind of leaning forward, falling forward. And he says, mm. okay, that's my yes. And then a no is falling backwards. Mm, okay. And there we go. Now we've got multiple options because there's not enough pendulums to go around but i grab a little pendulum and i start asking a bunch of spoons um <laughs> whether they're willing you know mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah yeah no, and it's yeah, just a funny notion yeah i send one back <laughs> doesn't seem to be as <laughs> responsive but i do eventually we're, we're all let loose and we're grabbing spoons and there's tons of them there's also forks and we're told that there's a special box with silver spoons we can all grab mm. one of those but we're going to want those back at the end of the night. <laughs> and please don't do the type one bending on them. <laughs> Only do the type two bending where you like fold over the mouth of the spoon. Oh, okay. Because I think they huh. know that that's harder to do and they'll get back more of these expensive silver spoons. Oh, okay. To use again. I see. They remind us later, like, make sure you don't walk off with the silver spoon. So wow. I guess the best sign that they're real silver is how diligent yeah, they yeah. were about they're making Born in with those in their mouths, <laughs> am I right? Silver spoons together. My friend Mike, my youth pastor, yeah. apparently looked just like the kid from Silver Spoons oh, when Ricky he was a child. Schroeder. Yes. Yeah. And so apparently when he was like 15 or whatever, he <laughs> would just sign autographs for him. <laughs> I love it. At a certain point, you just give in. Like, yeah, yeah. It yeah, makes like, him happy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sure. I'm that guy. We'll <laughs> learn his signature. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's a good analogy for how some of these people get into being cult leaders. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, you know I what? Mean. It's easier just to go along. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I'm doing this thing now. <laughs> oh, now I've got 40 people living on a compound. Yep. I'm going to put up this one thing leads to another sign. Oh, they still got me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jump uh, off a cliff? Nope. Still. Wow. So, uh, okay. So that's I. That's Father Yod. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. In Hawaii. So that's <laughs> such a sad story. 
It's such a sad story, dude. It's so sad. I don't, yeah, it uh-huh. is. But it's also just like, man, I think about him all the time. Yeah. And what had to be going through his head? He really lived life. All he was like, all right, you're going to follow you me. I'm going to jump off a cliff and see if you follow me. Still, <laughs> still. Like, that's what he thought as he was dying. Was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, okay. Trans representation in media is at an all-time high with trans entertainers gracing the screens large and small. But trans voices, especially black trans voices, are rarely centered in our own stories. That's why we bring you a new limited series called We See Each Other, the podcast, co-hosted by me, journalist, and better half of the Max Fun Podcast, Fanta, Travel Anderson, and me, award-winning journalist and media personality, Shar Jocelle. All of it is based on my book, We See Each Other, A Black Trans Journey Through TV and Film. Now listen, folks, we're having a very different kind of conversation. It's giving kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. We get into the discourse honey tune into we see each other the podcast at maximumfun.org or wherever you get slayworthy audio so now i've got uh, like a, a thin spoon that looks like more of a soup spoon kind of rounded and then i've got just a regular spoon also kind of thin these look very pliable i feel like i'm gonna have success with them the pendulum also agrees and then I've got a fork, again, kind of thin construction. And then I've got the silver spoon that's pretty substantial. And um, Zenka Karo also tells us, oh, by the way, I've got another experiment going on right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just no problem running like, I don't know, five experiments Damn. at the same time. Okay. But she's got a bunch of radio. Big lab. <laughs> She's got a bunch of radios sitting on the table around the spoon. Oh, it's the ham radio thing? Uh, not Well, they're not ham radios. They're just regular radios. Okay. Uh, but she says, Boy. if you tune radios to 144 and 101, you can get isolated conversations when they should be saying the same thing. Okay. I would need more explanation on that, but I wasn't about to disrupt the spoon bending because <laughs> they're so distractible. I think I get what she's saying, but... Who knows? Anyways, that's another one of her citizen science projects. So she also lets us know that we're filming tonight. There's already a guy in a gray shirt who's got a camera and he's going around getting close ups and okay. uh, just filming everything that's going on. He's He's got a lot of great footage out of this. And a lot of it includes me with a very full beard. Okay. So I'm just hoping up. I end up in a documentary at some point (laughs) about spoon bending. So now we've all got our spoons. She gets our attention again, says, okay, so we're all going to say together, bend, bend, bend. And then together we're going to say, let it go. Okay. Nobody mentions Frozen. Yeah, it seems like. But the whole time I'm thinking, let it go. It's a real softball. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And she says, okay, so. Your spoon is going to get soft in a certain moment of time. There's going to be a little window, like for 15 seconds, Hmm. where all of a sudden you'll feel like, oh, oh, it wants to bend. Hmm. And that's when you'll bend it. Now, you may be thinking, all that's done with your hands. But here's the claim, new claim. Okay. In that state, it will only require 30% of the force it would require by brute force alone. Okay. <laughs> see what you see what happened here. Okay. 
Carrie doesn't like this. She's also been possessed by a demon. <laughs> I see a number of problems already. Mm-hmm. First of all, even if you were going to try to call that science, yeah. you would need to first <laughs> you would need to first test it without doing that mm-hmm. and get a sense of like, okay, how much does a spoon resist? Because I don't have an automatic sense of that. Yeah, and if it's all about your intention, your mind, well, then let's put it in some rigged measured devices that where we can control the amount of force being applied. Sure. Like you would distress test a chair at Ikea or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's set that up and then we can see if that's accurate, this 30% claim you're making. Right, like, right. Okay, that would be interesting. If we could ever measure. How are we ever going to extract that from the subjective reactions of the people here? But I'm just thinking immediately, like, this is so clever. What a clever workaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're still going to be bending it with our hands, but it's going to be so much easier. It's going to be easier than you thought. Yeah, what what are you measuring that against? What you thought would be the amount of pressure you would have to apply? How hard you thought it would be to break a spoon? Did you think very hard? Turns out moderate hard. Is that something you do all the time? Not me. You're like, oh man, yesterday I I spent half an hour bending this spoon, but (laughs) only took me 10 minutes this time. Yeah, no, I've never, even when we did our spoon bending work, Shop. Mm-hmm. I've still found it very difficult. No, yeah. No, I don't have a good sense though of how strong a spoon is. And that's a good point. Like some spoons are exceptionally strong in how yeah. they're built. Like if you're planning to do this, you want to find some weak spoons mm-hmm. to use for it. And weak ass spoons. <laughs> you can really stymie a spoon bender by giving them, you're like, well, here you go. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, a true. Crazy, difficult spoon. Speaking of like actual spoon bending methods, so. I think we should just say this, you know, like typically as a magician, what you do is you just hide the moment at which a spoon is being bent. You either replace the spoon when someone's not looking, like you have a pre-bent spoon that looks just like an unbent spoon and then you quickly swap them. Or you work it down in advance and you get it more pliable or to the point where it's almost ready to break. It's got like a little seam in it. And then you leave it. One of the favorite things I've heard is one that James Randi would pull on people. One of the keys to magic is going to way more trouble than anyone would ever suspect. Mm -hmm. And you get a spoon that's close to bending. And he would go like to a restaurant where he was going to be meeting someone the next day, hand it to the waiter Say, look for me. Here's, oh, wow. Here's 20 bucks or whatever. You know, when you see me sit down, put this spoon in front of my friend that I'm talking to. And then he's all ready that when the, you know, the plates are delivered, he'll say like, well, here, give me your spoon. You know, oh, wow. Just to make it all the more clear. See, I wasn't monkeying with this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you really got to have a server who's really on top of things for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to have a confidant that you trust for that. But, you know, you're a magician, so you can do it in other ways if it doesn't work out uh, yeah. that he gets it. Sure. Banachek does a really good job. He's a, another amazing mm-hmm. magician. He does a really good job of, like, taking a spoon that's just, it's already broken, but, like, slowly bending mm-hmm. it with his fingers, and then you never really notice, like, oh, you've never actually seen the spoon held together without his hands involved. Right. You're actually holding it together when it looks like you're trying to pull it apart. Yeah. Banachek's yeah. really good at holding it together. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So these are all the things that I'm thinking I'm going to have to be alert to during mm-hmm. the session. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing, no, none of that's going to happen. <laughs> We're all just going to bend the spoons with our hands. <laughs> We're going to bend the spoon. But it's going to be a little easier than we thought. And she said, okay, so when that opening comes, 
then bend your spoon and then start screaming. Oh my God, I did it. I bent it. It bent. The spoon bent. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yay. <laughs> she wants you to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just me personally for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> the person in the audience. But, I mean, but she wants, she's encouraging you all to have that reaction. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help other people. That energy will spread. And now everybody's going to be having successes. And she said, that's how Jack Hauk did his method. So I had to look this up. Mm, we all know him. I can't believe you don't know who Jack Hauk is. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. H-O-U-C-K. <laughs> so according to his website, he's now passed away. But it says he is a researcher of paranormal phenomena. Jack is the originator of psychokinesis parties. Parties, yeah. (laughs) And is recognized (laughs) as one of the foremost authorities in the world on the subject. He has given more than 360 of these workshops to over 17,000 people during the last 23 years. Wow. A slightly more credible number than like those uh, exorcism numbers from Mm -hmm. Father Gabriel... Uh, Mort. Uh, Mort and um, Larson. And he's maintained meticulous records on them. Oh, good. So that's who Jack Houck is. They, okay. They, um, Jack Houck. I knew all that. They look... Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And before we even start, we're supposed to turn to the person next to us and say, congratulations on bending your spoon. Before you begin. Yes. Okay. Wow. How long into this did you start actually bending a spoon? 41 minutes. <laughs> Okay. All right. A <laughs> lot funny. of roll up here. That's funny. Right after that, I wrote in my notes, 41 minutes and 30 seconds. None of us have bent spoons yet. <laughs> well-timed yeah. question. Okay, good. Okay. All yeah. Right. What else is she going to make you do before spending a spoon? All right. You want to hear take what? a piss? All right. You want to hear what happens when we all get started? Yeah. Here we go. If It's starting to feel like laughter yoga. Like, this is how you will react. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not unlike that. And on the count of three, I want you guys to open your eyes and we're going to say, bend, bend, bend. Okay, three, two, one. Bend, bend, bend. And now let it go. Say, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Now place your hand on the top of the bottom and you're going to wait. And if you start bending, I need you to make a lot of noise and keep making noise until everybody in the room Wow. That continues like that for another three minutes. Wow. Okay, and are you just doing what I'm doing where you're like applying pressure at the top, applying counter pressure at the bottom, and then letting it buckle in the middle? Like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Creating bend right there in in the vulnerable. Yeah, and I saw it move. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Ben, you did it. Yay! I was, it Carrie's was, like, why are you, why are you shouting for me? Roughly as hard as I thought it would be. Okay. <laughs> Not 30% but, of how I thought it would be. But Carrie, if I it was suggest, pretty difficult. If I suggested to you that it would have been a lot harder without that encouragement, would you agree with me in a room full of people looking expectantly at you? Probably not. All right. Well, but um, maybe. I think I'd probably say something like, oh, maybe. <laughs> but that'd be my response. So. Okay. Yeah, it was a while of that, all of us yelling, and then she started asking people, did it work for you? And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, what worked? Well, you know, I stopped thinking about it. And then someone else mm. would say, well, I don't know, it just bent. And Isaac, the physicist <laughs> in the red <laughs> vest said, I just stopped paying attention to it. So not focus, because focus was one of the things thrown out earlier. Now it's do not focus. Yeah, unless it's like focusing on not focusing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, okay. So Zenka Caro says, yeah, good. Just lose yourself in the moment. And I'm thinking like, okay, now we're just quoting Eminem. <laughs> One woman said, I did have to put in a little bit of force. <laughs> and Zenka Caro says, good, yeah, but 30%, it's a reduced amount of force. So yeah, everyone's telling their success stories. And yeah, I bent my spoon at this point because I see everybody else around me. Like, it, And some people are sitting there kind of going, yeah, like, okay, looking around like, shit, is, is this supposed to be happening? Oh, okay. Doing, like, yeah, some people are currently having a hard time. Yeah. Part of me wants to kind of be with them and be like, yeah, this isn't bending on its own. That's weird. Uh-huh. I have to actually apply some force to it. So near the end of that round, I bend a spoon like, oh, wow, yay. Uh-huh. You know, I have a hard <laughs> sure. time mustering the same level of enthusiasm. Sure. I did it. Yay. Yeah, I, yeah. I bent your spoon. Uh-huh. You're welcome. It's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never come back. It's kind of true. You bend them that much. Yeah, they're not coming they're back. They're pretty fucked. <laughs> so uh, Zanka Caro says, yeah, it's just like the proverbial woman lifting the car, the car off, off of her child. Baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you're just filled with this uh, adrenaline. Though I don't know if that's the right analogy, but it could be an elephant in the room for all I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think adrenaline would probably be the explanation there so this is where she's having a really hard time like getting back to lecture mode because everybody's just like in revolving rounds of like yeah woo, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious so finally she does get us to pipe down and we do like a round of deep breaths a lot of this also reminded me of my one speaking in tongues experience. Oh, this yes. kind of idea of everybody like waiting around for their miracle and everybody else is like having this big moment. And you're like, oh, well, mine's not bending. And at the end of the night, there were a few people who said like, my spoon didn't bend. And even the guy who had written the book on the government, the biggest scam of all time. Yeah. He came over and he was with his girlfriend. They were trying to make it happen. And he was having a hard time. He's this fucking government spoon won't, this won't bend bends. for me. I think I said something like, it's actually a good thing that your spoon's not bending. It means you're honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fair. So did it turn out that about the proportion that she predicted were not able to bend their spoons? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I think when everything was tabulated at the end, you did have maybe four to six people who were like, nah, mm-hmm. didn't happen for me tonight, but I still feel great. I still like mm-hmm. feel, feel like I learned a lot, but... We'll get more there. So now that we've all kind of had a round of bending one or two spoons or a fork, she says, okay, well, let's talk about graduate school level here. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, moving something without touching it, right? Yeah, it sounds like what we thought we were here for. Yeah, except that's what she set up earlier. And now she says, okay, so this graduate technique, we're going to call on someone who's not here to bend your spoon. Mm, Okay. And it could be someone living. Could be someone dead. And a woman yells out, can it be your spirit guide? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) Yes, yes, it can be your spirit guide. Oh, hell, thank goodness. Yeah, there was this one woman, (laughs) a young young lady who was just definitely an overachiever. And she always wanted to be called upon. And she always wanted to be the one demonstrating everything. And um, I think that was her. Anyways, so Zenkakaro said, this is a more subtle effect. And she said, and I quote, I want you to literally have your heart exploding <laughs> thinking about this person. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm the only what one. What a cruel woman. <laughs> I'm the only person who escaped the room alive. <laughs> I kind of buried the lead here. Yeah, Everybody wow. else's heart Everyone exploded. had a heart attack. Literally. Okay, wow. 
Damn. So you think about this person, you invite them to come, say your uh, <laughs> say their name in your head three times. Yeah. This sounds like Beetlejuice, but totally. So I, Mary. I chose Teller because I know he's good at bending spoons. Okay, so, yeah. Clever. Teller, Teller. And then we say together, let's bend together. Let's bend together. Let's bend together. Let's and then bend together. Let's bend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we all say together, I allow this to bend together. I allow this to bend together. And Zenka shouts out her other exorcism story and says, What? We've seen sparks coming out of people's hands when we do this. Girl. Have you? Have you really? Oh, my God. She has so many thoughts flying out of her head right now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's chaos. This whole room is chaos, but it's very fun as well. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Lots of energy. Okay, so we all go silent while we're kind of channeling these other living and dead people and spirit guides and whatever. And we're supposed to be applying less physical pressure. That's kind of the idea. Now that you've bent the spoon once. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And she says, think about how your fork or spoon is moving. How does it want to move? Take your mind off of it. But focus. And she even admits that her bend was very subtle, but it did bend. Okay. Yeah. I'll bless her. Then she tells stories of spoons bending without touching them. And like uh, there was some Uri Geller story where I guess like he ran a red light or something and then a spoon was bent at his house. I don't know. I didn't quite get the story. Uh, But then she told a story of having really tried to bend spoons and then went back to try again. And this time the spoon had bent before she even touched it. Amazing. Great story. I'd love to see that in person. Sure. You know what? I can hook you up. We will pay you half a million dollars if you can do that. Okay. Zenkakara, the... uh, we have an offer with the with the Center for Inquiry Investigations Group. We offer money for things like this. Okay. You can bend it without touching it. I'm not part of the we, so that's why I'm just saying okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at this point, we've gone through all of our spoons. And I got to say, you know, I bent two spoons and a fork just fine. Great. You know, we take pictures with our spoons. That silver spoon, I could not bend the buckle of the spoon. Yeah. And I was putting some real force on that. Seemed, like, that sounds hard. It's past my strength ability. Yeah, because like the weakest point, it makes sense to do it at the neck. Because like that's real weak and I can grab onto the bigger end mm-hmm. and twist and really work against that weak point. But yeah. trying to get it in the middle and fold it over, you're not working against the weak part very much. Right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, one person huh. in the room did it. Okay. And I can't remember if it was with the silver spoon or not. There was a couple next to me, and the guy was particularly looking around like, are we serious about this? Are you actually? Okay, we're all just, oh, we're bending. Okay, I'll yeah. bend it. Oh, look, I'm having fun. Yeah, see, oh, I bend it. And he did that with the silver spoon. And I was like, oh, you missed the instruction. They don't want you to just bend the oh, silver spoon right, at the right, neck. Right. And so he's grinning and showing off his yeah. silver spoon. Oh, look, see, I bent it. Oh, oh, I destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, good job, buddy. So I wasn't able to do that. And I put back the uh, silver spoon unmolested. So then we're kind of past that mode. And they pass out mung beans. Okay. So we all hold on to them, and the idea is that this little radical thing will pop out of the seed, and it'll start growing in our hands. I would, cool. I would assume that has something to do with the warmth of our hands. Oh, did it do it? For some people. It didn't for <gasps> me. 
That's it, neat. Yeah. So one lady said, oh, I just, uh, mine, mine popped out immediately. Uh-huh. And never did the instructor say something like, oh, I guess it was just this one was ready to go anyway. Right. It was sure. like, oh, see, you've got this great energy she going on. She gets Congratulations. it. She's doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now to the other one in your hand. So all of us are sitting cradling these little mung beans and I'm trying to roll it. And Zenka Caro is telling us that she's done an Ayurvedic diet where she ate nothing other than mung beans. Hmm. Yeah, I hope that didn't go on too long. Anyways, I have no success with that. Some people do get uh, the mung bean to sprout, but it's kind of a different but related phenomena where you're just sort of waiting this thing out. And I would assume the contact with your hand is uh, an accelerant, a catalyst. Yeah, I would think so too. But that's fun. But while we're doing this, people are having all these other conversations about life extension and levitation. This woman talks about how she's following this guy in Russia on, I I was either Twitter or TikTok, but apparently like he claims to be able to levitate and some other guy says, oh, I heard Franciscan monks would do that when they would meditate. Sure. Great stories. These are great stories. Yeah. Did you hear that? Mm. Does this Russian guy want to earn... $500,000 for any charity. Let's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's see you levitate, please. Okay. So now it's time to perform our real citizen science. Let's pass out forms. We should all be inputting our data so we can calculate our miracle rate. Like arrhythmia. Of course. Yes. Let's be scientific about it. Like Mm -hmm. arrhythmia. So there are printed forms, but I guess there's not enough. No worry. They have a QR code that Ah. will help you get to the form on their website. So I scan this with my phone and I tell Zenka Caro, by the way, it's it's leading to a different site. It's not Uh-oh. going to the form. And she goes, shit. <laughs> Which is kind of Good funny. Her. After all this positivity. Yeah, yeah. So she And she, then rice behind her started to wilt. <laughs> in real time. And all the mung beans <laughs> and everything that had been among ignored us died. caught on fire. <laughs> The radios burst. Our hearts literally exploded. So much happened at this party. So she's busy like trying to figure out what the bit.ly link is that she can give to everybody. Meanwhile, she's also telling us about how they've got a new contact experience coming in March. There's a famous guy from Japan and his brain is permanently in a lucid dream state. And a man in a coma. Scientists have observed, you know, whatever frequency it is, his brain is constantly putting that out. And he's looks like he's on DMT, but he's not. And he, he sounds unwell. He's going to teach us how to make contact. And you can do four days of this for only $375. Shit. Okay. Where is this? What is uh, this? Unfortunately, this? already oh, happened. It was damn. in March. I know. Okay, well, maybe I can find out his name, though. Uh, yeah. You know, what? I didn't get that. So if okay. you can figure that out, that'd be great. Man from Japan. <laughs> With a plan. Japanese man in coma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there are those. Okay. Japanese man. What's his deal? Forgot already. <laughs> uh, well, she used a lot of like techno jargon for like whatever brainwave he was in, but lucid, lucid dream. dream state, DMT. Lucid dream permanent, right? Yeah. Okay. Lucid dreaming frequency. But if you add. Lightnet in the search that'll probably get you their advertising. Oh, good point. Their breathless advertising for him. Oh, oh, maybe this guy's name is Altair. Ah. Name's Altair, like the star. Altairlove.com. And he does not look like someone of Japanese ancestry, but maybe he lives there. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
he's always asleep. <laughs> he may look like your normal hipster next door, but uh, he's got this amazing elevated brain state. Oh, he's just like walking and talking normal like? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, they're just saying like there's something so special about how his brain is configured. You okay. want You want to know it from looking at him. Okay. Okay. Don't Would seem... you know it some other way? Because <laughs> <laughs> he says profound things probably. Okay, okay. And guides you in contact oh. experiences with aliens. Cool, man. Okay, so then they gather us around back in a circle and say, all right, well, what did you all learn about yourself? Let's everyone oh, about yourself. Okay. take an opportunity. And, you know, everybody gave their reactions. A few people said, oh, wasn't able to bend it, but I love what I experienced tonight and I want more of that. I'm more of a fork guy. <laughs> a lot of things were said. Some of the things said included uh, keep trying, but don't try. And mm. we all like that. That's pretty clever. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All, Keep right. Trying, but don't, all right, that's but don't, the spirit. But don't try. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, okay. As opposed to Yoda would say, do or do not. There do is no try. or do not. There is no try. Yeah. The anti-government guy said that uh, he learned that there's so much power from having someone he loves nearby because his girlfriend Aww. was there. Yeah, that's nice. Try Government bad, girlfriend good. Yeah. The physics guy, the young guy with the blonde hair, Isaac Mars, he said, this was easy. <laughs> That was his takeaway. Okay, Isaac. <laughs> he was very, very proud of himself. Yeah, yeah. But Zenkakaro kind of flattened a tire on his bus there and said like, oh yeah, because you had difficulty with it before at a previous workshop. But see, that's why you uh, keep trying. It comes back. So Did uh, he look miffed by that? Yeah, I don't recall. Okay. But I don't think so. I don't think anything could puncture this guy's um, <laughs> confidence. <laughs> confidence. One person said that, they needed to get rid of performance anxiety. Mm. Another said, I learned the power of consensus reality. Mm. And I was like, darn, that's kind of like mine. What I was going to say, you <laughs> took it. And a lot of people responded to that and said, hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess my similar mm, phrasing yeah. would not have gone over well. Another person said that they're learning that they're still developing. Oh, like they didn't like it, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like huh. they're like, oh, what does that mean? The power of consensus reality. What exactly are you saying? Oh, interesting. But I thought, oh, that might yeah. be what we learned about. How yeah, yeah. Oh, con consensus I Consensus can shape someone's uh, perception. perception of reality. Mm -hmm. Kind of like those experiments where you have someone walk into a room where everyone else is a confederate who's been told to say that the, the answer is C when it's obviously B. Right. And then you're more likely to have the non-confederate say, I C. Or start to really confidently think C. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was insightful. So when it came to me, I said, I'd say that I learned there's power in the group. Mm. And everybody liked that. And Zenka Carr said, yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. Okay. So anyways, I managed to say something nice. I felt yeah. fine about as a takeaway good, good. that they agreed with. I learned that some spoons are stronger than other spoons. <laughs> <laughs> the silver spoon, uh, pretty hard to bend. I guess that's why only rich people have them. <laughs> Seems like one out of eight spoons is stronger than the other seven spoons. Uh, Here's $22. But, of course, the real point in all of this, as Zenka Caro told us, is not about bending spoons. That's mm, not what this was all not. about. We just called it spoon bending. It's about applying this, this to, to life. life. Exactly. Absolutely. See, you knew where this was going. <laughs> Which very much reminds me of uh, the firewalk experience. You know, like you're doing this not 
to walk over fire. Why would you do that? That's silly. It's to you might hurt yourself. Tell you and have a very physical reminder that you can do anything. Right, right. So, Symbology, indeed. So we all get together for a group photo, and I hope that's uh, somewhere on the internet. <laughs> and then they remind us, you know, please return the spoons. You can keep one if you want to, but give us back the silver spoons, please. Okay. And so I, I don't think they should bring those around. I took photos of everything. I think that's all I need. I don't. Maybe I kept. I, now I'm not sure. I got to like search my apartment see if I have a spoon somewhere but uh that that was it that was my spoon bending experience which is i want to say pretty darn cool it sounds very fun Mm -hmm. and i'm proud of you for succeeding thank you and i think i can whoop your ass okay with my experience but no that sounds really insane (laughs) i mean i i really wish that our two things had not overlapped like this because it sounds really fun yeah I, i mean i was there wishing Carrie was here to experience Totally. This. And I wish you could have been there to see what I saw. I'll post some video that I took because it's just bonkers. It's yeah. so fun. No, yeah. I mean, that like sort of bedlam vibe is really fun sometimes as long as no one gets hurt, as long as it ends up okay. But like the um, laughter yoga has that same thing going on where it's just madness. Just there's no, uh, yes, there is someone up at the front trying to keep things together, but that person's barely hanging on. The rest of you are going nuts, and it's a little bit fun. Oh, I should say how I filled out my extraordinary experience report. Oh, yeah, your EER. Did you think you could bend before the event? Yes or no? Ask me before the event. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just like the very simple study design is not here. Yeah, I know. You keep using the phrase citizen science, but... (laughs) You need to learn a little bit yeah. more about science. Just first. like some real basic stuff here. But I said yes because I did. You think showed I up could for bend. a spoon bending seminar. Of course, you thought it was possible. Did you bend today? Yes or no? Yes. If so, what did you bend? And then the options are my will, kindergarten, warm forming. <laughs> so that's the kindergarten levels. Warm for. I do not like the phrase warm forming. <laughs> they need a better phrase. The next option is high school. The spoon buckle. Uh huh. Graduate. Hands-off bending, sprouted a seed, stopped time, <laughs> spun psi wheel. We never even saw that oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see the spy PSY? wheel. PSI. PSI. Okay. So I just checked kindergarten warm forming. What tips do you have for others? I said, I was pretty sure I'd need to use my hands and apply force, which was true. <laughs> <laughs> Warming the spoon (laughs) slash fork with friction helps. Have a good time. (laughs) That's my advice. So you came to the same conclusion as Dr. Katz's son. (laughs) You gotta warm up the spoon Minus the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't accelerate the process. Uh, Comments, if any, was interested to see if the instructor or any adepts could bend without touch. Would pay to see that. This is what you said? That's what yeah, I wrote. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then they wanted me to grant and authorize Wisdom Age Metaverse, a nonprofit, <laughs> the right to take, edit, publish, and distribute, make use of any and all pictures or video taken of me. I agreed to all that. And then I gave them my name and email address. Awesome. And I don't think I've been getting emails from them, so maybe they didn't like my responses. Oh, Maybe. Or maybe they haven't been sending them. I should double check, but yeah, maybe they didn't add everybody. You should write to them and be like, did you like me? (laughs) Hi, I haven't seen you since February. Did you like me? Is it something I said? (laughs) That was fine. 
That sounds like a blast. Okay, I can't wait to hear about how yours is so much crazier and more I'm gonna fun. Try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to outdo you. <laughs> yeah, it's not as raucous. I'll tell you that. It's not okay. as raucous, but it's... I think I would have heard you if it was as raucous. <laughs> Mine was nuts in a in a different... The tone was different. Okay. It actually is, is a little bit intense, but Equal it was and opposite nuts. nuttery. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Well... Well, thanks for going to a spoon bending class for all of us. Oh, my pleasure. Best, best $22 I ever spent. If you've been listening and bending your spoon, send us a picture. Yeah. Here, I'm going to do it. Ready? Okay. Bend, 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 bend. Yeah, you know, it's quite difficult, she but did I it. did she it. Bent it. Or I shouldn't say difficult, but it's, it takes force. But Roughly ca- the force you'd think. Carrie did it. And uh, you used a good word earlier. You said twist, you know, mm. get creative. If you're for no good reason destroying cutlery, there's so many inventive methods. Like you can create like ripple patterns if you want to get really fancy with your spoon bending. But yeah, maybe get sneaky with your friends and plant a spoon that's uh, easy to bend. And you can weaken them. Like I just bent this one halfway and I put it back. And now you look at this and it looks like it's never been weakened, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be substantially weaker than before. They were trying to make the point that it will get back to being hard again if you leave it alone for a while, which I think is true. And Oh, is that true? How could that be true? You've still weakened it so much. Yeah, but I don't know if that holds on in perpetuity. I I think, Hmm. you know, maybe it'll be 99% as strong as it was before, but it won't be, you know, 60%. Okay, so hang on. If you can make metal bend with your mind just by wanting it, does that explain 9-11? It could. You probably just started a new conspiracy theory. (laughs) Good job, Carrie. I mean, it's really a frightening world. Just had to put that out in the universe, didn't you? These people are saying (laughs) that you can just change matter with your brain. Uh, We're just going to trust that everybody's using it for good? We're going to call it thermite not. Mm. We'll keep workshopping it, but (laughs) it's close to a good idea. You know, I fell fell out of love with it as I was saying it. I watched it happen. (laughs) But yeah, the whole night as we would be talking and I had a spoon in my hand, I would be rubbing the neck of it. Totally. And it would make it super easy for me to bend when I wanted to. Totally. But I saw everybody bend their spoon. That's what they were doing. They bent it with their hands. (laughs) I would love to see if anybody claimed on the outgoing form Mm. that they actually did do it with their minds. Because then what would you do? You'd just be like, okay, a success. I wish I could have read those forms. But yeah, I'm sure just like exorcisms, the spoon bending will be much sweeter in the retail telling yeah amazing things happened that night all around me and i probably (laughs) completely missed them yeah oh you should go to another event of hers and as a test be like remember at the last one that guy bent it with his mind and Mm. see how she reacts Mm. i like that yeah Yeah, if i run into her again absolutely yeah and i'm sure like the woman with the spirit guide said that a light descended from the ceiling and Mm -hmm. enveloped the spoon and Mm. i remember that that was great (laughs) that was my very last experience at the conscious life expo and definitely left me on a very good note i got out of there like 10 30 at night and passed like a little group of people still dancing out in the lobby and uh love it went to my car and now don't panic listeners we're telling this out of sequence conscious life expo is not ending anytime soon there's more okay so you went to your car and you went home Yeah. Great. That was the end of that story. All right. Cool. That's it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. 
This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N. Please do. That's how we get the money to do these things. How will Ross give $22? And we've got things coming up that we're paying money for and we could really yeah. use your help. It's so true. MaximumFun.org slash join. Oh, speaking of, sorry, yeah. sidebar. Next week, I'm doing something nuts. Oh, yes, you without are. Without you. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Jerry's no. doing a very carry thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, I think. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's very, I'm doing I don't know anyone else who would do thing. that. <laughs> sure, sure, but it needs doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. You're see, doing so the Lord's work. MaximumFun.org forward slash join. I'm stressed <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you'll be able to report on it on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, not that immediately, Yeah, but- Sure, yeah, Eventually. one day, okay. Okay. one day. I've already kind of lived it in a weird way. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And I realize this isn't helping at all with our <laughs> our vague storytelling. So uh, we'll just encourage you to support us again. And thank you to all of you who do. Thank you so much for supporting the work that we do. And remember. So who, who can tell me what you think it's going to take to bend a spoon? What will it take? Fully believing in yourself? Only believing in yourself? That's perfect, because that's true. Surrendering. Surrendering, right. Because the timing might not be right at first, so you just have to surrender. Like, well, it's going to happen. I don't know when. Yeah. Right? If you're holding on tight to it, like, why is it bending? You're basically reversing the process. Never ask yourself, why is it bending? You're just saying, it's bending, it's bending, thanks for bending, right? So, so yeah. What else? What makes a spoon bend? What's that? Focus. Focus. Yeah, we're going to focus and then we're going to let go of the focus. So we're going to say bend, bend, bend. And then we're going to let go, surrender, and just let it happen. What else? Tension. Tension? Oh, intention. Exactly. Right? So where we put our focus and intention is where we create things happening, where we create energy. Right. So that's also why we're going to say Ben, 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 because we're setting our intentions to do that. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Diablo 4. Final Fantasy 16. Street Fighter 6. Baldur's Gate 3. Starfield. Spider-Man 2. Master Detective Archives Raincoat for Nintendo Switch. No, is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge time for video games. You need somebody to tell you what's good, what's not so good, and what's amazing. I'm Jason Schreier. I'm Maddie Myers. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. We're the hosts of Triple Click a video game podcast for anyone who likes games. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.